How's it going, Evan? It's going good. We're back. We're back again. Episode 64 of EDH Rec, the podcast about non-infinite commander or finite commander. And yeah. uh, where we hate on lab man effects. Although really it's just Asses Oracle now as we I consider lab man to be fairly quaint. Yeah, but what's been nice is since we've been sort of playing in our own secluded meta, like hitting on lab man hasn't been a thing because just no one's playing it. No one runs it. I got lab man to death once at my house and I told the person uh, not to play it again and then they never played it again. See, it was great. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to just bully people out of doing things they enjoy. Yeah, that's how magic works, Evan. <laughs> I don't, you, I don't know if you. I don't know if you listened to our episode about it, politics. It's how, it's how commander like meta works. Is that you all just set a rule, and if someone wants to break it, you just bully them until they succumb to your rules. I believe that our friend Greg calls it. You table them, where everyone at the table just kills them. Yes, the, yeah. you just play arch enemy against the person who's you don't like, even if they're not your arch enemy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But this episode, I feel, we, like, I feel like the creators of magic would not support our assessment. Of the creators of magic are dead and buried. All right. You know how old this game is? Jesus. It's like 60 years. Is it? I think it's about, I think World War II was when they, uh, they just you, over in the trenches of Normandy, they, uh, they founded this game and they've been playing do you it ever think, since. like magic's going to be in like 25 years? Uh, all online. Do you think? I mean, yeah. I've heard this argument that, like, you know, the the modular lands and stuff and all this stuff, um, the these cards that can do multiple things are definitely favoring online. Like, uh, they started adding like the death touch counters, or there's like the crystalline go- mm. golem that gets like a random counter, and it's super hard to well, track see, in paper. My thought is that in 25 years we won't have enough trees left to support a paper industry. Oh yeah, that's possible. That will allow us to print Magic: The Gathering. Um, in fact, I tried to order paper today at my work, and it was back ordered. Oh, just paper! Is everyone, just is white stocking paper. up. I don't know. Maybe it's the next step of the ran pandemic. Out, ran out of toilet paper. Uh, and also, uh, laminating sheets were quadruple the price. Lovely. Yeah. So that was my adventure. Uh, but fun. I think that it's going to go online. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it seems like I want to know. Um, I'm sure. I could what love is? Do you want to know what love is? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> and I want to know if he really loves me. Um, uh, I want. What's have they released? Like how much they make on Magic Arena, uh, MTG Arena? No, I actually tried to because there's always been that thing going around that MTG had like its most lucrative year ever, and it's really yeah. difficult to dig up like exact numbers from Hasbro on how much they made everywhere, right? Okay. But uh, but I can definitely believe them. Since they've released yeah. a million, you know, they release essentially about four secret layers a week, I think, so far in 2020. And people are buying them. Buying them all up immediately, yeah. Uh, I have one on the way. It's somewhere in the well, U.S. Yeah. I, I just keep trying to buy, like, the singles that just end up at the local card shops. <laughs> just the randos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got yeah. one of the lightning bolts, finally. Oh, that's pretty good. That's because cool. It wasn't, it wasn't worth buying four of them for, like, $60. But it's worth buying one of them for fifteen. For like, I think I got it for ten. Well, Jesus, that's even better. It seemed pretty good for a foil altered lightning bolt. Yeah, I'd say so. But the um, uh, the I episode we, we have tonight, I feel we should just jump into it, Evan. We've been chatting. Uh, well, I was going to say we had one other thing to talk about, but we, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we forgot time spiral existed. Yes, and then we're uh, going to talk about our uh, our thoughts on. Well, Evan, you explained it. It was your idea. 
Well, yeah, I wanted to revisit, uh, I like episode like four was the three R's. And, you know, again, I could have done my homework here. I don't remember what the third R was. We had ramp, ramp removal, rocks, and, and removal. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to go a little further because, uh, because draw, I guess you can make the R big in the word draw and add it as another <laughs> one. Dura. We want to talk about sort of deck building construction and, mm. uh, and how much sort of ramp removal I added draw because I'm actually feel like I'm ignoring that and I need to add more into it and probably like board wipes uh, and just talk about sort of how many we put in the decks and sort of why um, so that yeah. our listener reflect it's been, on whether it's or not been a fairly popular about. conversation lately. So we decided we'd yeah. jump in. Uh, yeah, because people need especially to since people are finally starting to see the light. If you see <laughs> saw me, you could see me pounding yeah, my yeah. fist into my other hand like they're finally starting to see what we've been saying for over People a like, year. Uh, I think Commander needs more removal. And we're like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't say. I went and played against uh, other people who were like newer. And I had to, I was like, well, I better tone this back because I'm clearly playing more removal. I basically just responded every time someone destroyed one of my thing. I went and destroyed one of theirs in response. But like <laughs> just willy nilly because I was like, man, I don't want to be that person. This table isn't playing the meta <laughs> I'm used to. But yeah, the uh, the Time Spiral remastered was an interesting one for me because Time Spiral was like my bread and butter. Apart from apart from Tempest, I probably bought the most of anything Time Spiral, like uh, cases Time of Time Spiral, Spiral. Came out after Kamigawa, right? Uh, I believe it did. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped playing. <laughs> I didn't even look at the set for whatever reason. Like, I think it's the one after Kamigawa. Yeah, um, it came out in the original Time Spiral came out in 2006. I remember my brother being like, hey, there's this Time Spiral set. It looks really cool. And then we just I don't remember why we never opened this. Yeah, <laughs> Time Spiral. Magic for some reason. I bought I probably bought a few cases of Time Spiral and Planner Chaos and Future Sight. Like I probably bought, you know, I don't know, 12 boxes between all three of the sets. And you still have all those cards, and they're worth. I money. have, so I still have none of them. Um, <laughs> now that, of course, was back in the day before you know you had the online pricing really in effect. And I remember yeah. trading a Tarmogoyf on opening day weekend, like in the opening tournament. Yeah, because they were garbage. They were, and someone had a full art uh, lightning helix. Sweet. And I had to like bully him into <laughs> trading it to me. I was like, "Come on, man! Just like you're never going to use it. You already told me. Just take this damn Tarmogoyf." And the guy was like, I don't know, man. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I eventually got it off of him, and much to my dismay, uh, Tarmogoyf went through the roof. But uh, it was probably Helix. second to Tempest. I, I bought more Tempest than anything, but Time Spiral was, Time Spiral was probably my favorite block flavor-wise and like card effect-wise. Yeah, it, it just seems, brought so much. It seems cool. Uh, I know we talked about... Uh, couple podcasts ago a couple months ago about how we didn't know what time spiral was and i tried to ask uh someone local store owner and at that point in january he was like i'm supposed to buy this stuff and i don't know what this thing is Mm. um and then it turned out just to be like a draft set of just whatever cards they felt like reprinting it was it felt like the greatest hits of time spiral like we were confused because the first ones released were all like the time shifted cards and they like, none of them were actual time shifted cards from Time Spiral. Yeah, and so we didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, maybe they're all just shifted. And then I was like, oh no, there's only a couple. And then I sort of stopped caring. Yes, because I felt the time shifted was the cool part. It's nice to reprint things like Damnation and Vesuva. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I, I basically, we didn't review the set because I didn't know the set came out till on Friday. Yeah. I heard I, the set came out. <laughs> I had no clue. And then all of a sudden there was ads going up like, well, I had read about it and me and a couple yeah. like our, our local, like we have a pod of commander players since, since uh, COVID sort of went back on the rise and we had talked about it. We said, Hey, do you guys want to get like a pre-release kit? But they didn't put a pre-release kit out for it. Yeah. I'm assuming because it was treated like a master set. Um, and they didn't have pre-release kits for master sets either. So That's true. I just realized that I had uh, the... Hopefully this didn't screw up our first 10 minutes. I just realized I had the speaker like next to the microphone. So um, there's a chance there's a lot of feedback. But if you didn't say anything... I haven't heard any feedback, so... Well... Let's hope people make it this far then, because I, I realize I don't have headphones in. I just had the computer speaker on and a mic, and the well, no idea if the mic was picking you up. If we we were experts at getting those messages and having people tell us that we sound like shit, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, but so Time Spiral, good. Time Spiral remastered. The, the the only cool thing about Time Spiral remastered is they did those sort of like old bordered cards. Yeah, that's the only cool part. The time shifted. So apart like from that, they just layer, yeah. I'll just go to try to buy like a couple, but they seem to be super expensive at least the foils the foils are super pricey i heard that's because they are so so difficult to pull someone was saying that it's one per every several cases or something was what i heard that's insane um but Um, i don't know what the truth of that is um i got an itali from you yes Um, i looked it up and the time shifted itali is worth less than the original printing of itali yeah unless it's foil so maybe people don't like the new ones (laughs) Some of them look cool. Like I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm looking through them right now, and like the old bordered like feather, the redeemed is cool. Yeah, um, like the slime foot with the gold. Slime foot was really cool with the gold border, things like that. Like you know, all of the beast within with the old school border was really cool. Yeah, uh, your one of your favorite cards is there, and I hope you have one already. Which one? They have a hadron archive with the brown artifact border. I haven't gotten one, no. I, I literally only got that card because I made a trade. The card that I gave to you, Itali, was only because I made a trade with someone. I, I, right, yeah. I haven't looked into this set at all, so I'm scrolling through it now, but it is yeah. just sort of like a best of, the greatest hits of the Time Spiral block, jammed yeah, it, into one set. And it probably would have been sweet to draft, like all the other. I had this thought recently of, can you imagine working for like a year or two on Commander Legends to try to come up with a way to make Commander draftable, and then when it comes out, most people no can't draft no, it. No one's allowed to draft it, yeah. And you're just like, God damn it, why <laughs> did I put all this work in? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't draft it. It would have been super cool, but I didn't draft the set. I think Time Spiral I, seems cool. I, I don't think I'll be drafting the set. No, I won't be drafting Time Spiral either. Also, I heard it was sold out all over town, so uh, very uh, difficult to get a hold of. The local shop, I was there. Um on the Friday night. That's basically how I found out it came out. And by the end of the night, he was like, yeah, we're sold out of packs. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only place that had it was like one of our local board game stores had it. Um, But again, Oh, they they made lab man with the old border. Oh boy. I posted that in our discord that people weren't, didn't just like pepper us with lab man. The new border. (laughs) I expected that to be the first card sent to me. (laughs) Treasure cruise old border. But uh, I don't know. I, I like I said, I really enjoyed the set way back, um, but I don't think anything else matters. I just dropped the mic, but we're good. You just dropped the mic. That was a drop the mic moment. I like it. 
It's uh, started to fall. Again, if everyone's just hearing random noises. <laughs> it's because Evan's just banging shit up and putting feedback on. But yeah, no, yeah. the uh the we'll send the, our the, audio the, guy in to fix it. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I.e. <laughs> Google. Uh, <laughs> the uh the uh the set is uh is interesting, but I have no interest in it. No, I said I'll buy like two or three cards probably, and that's it. And then uh Strixhaven. They dropped uh, the new commands like and they, three weeks they, ago. They dropped uh, they dropped Liliana, i.e. Professor oh, yeah, Onyx. Yeah. Right, because they're all cosplaying now as teachers. And uh, and also everyone's trying to buy Chain of Smog now to go infinite with her. Oh, is that what it is? I saw someone's trying to buy it and I didn't figure out the connection. <laughs> yeah, so the way that she works is she says whenever you cast or copy an instant sorcery, I think, uh, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Okay. Uh, let me just see if I can find it and make sure I'm reading that correctly. Uh, yeah. So she has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. But Chain of Smog, you target yourself infinite times, and then you copy it. Wow. And then every time you right. do that, each player loses two life and you gain two life. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really shitty. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's why people are trying to snap it up now. See, this is why you don't go infinite because then you don't do things like jump on the hype train and spend all your money on chain of smog and then just find out it'll probably get banned or some crap because yeah because they didn't bother to play test it for like modern or anything well i actually feel like things wouldn't get banned if people were like fine about it but there's like enough people who play magic who like to push the boundaries so hard that magic has to ban things yeah, I think that that's why that's why commanders are like, well, drag this me in. Impressive, but it's fine. And then they're like, oh, seventy percent of people are playing it. I guess we'll have to. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, it would have been fine if you guys stopped playing this card and just did other things. The uh, yeah, the the that's I think that's why I play commander though, is because you can do the jank, you can do the stupid things, you can play ridiculous cards in your deck and still have fun. Right? There's no uh, and if there is an oppressive person at the table, either everyone kills them. Like yeah, you said, you bully them, you bully them out of the game or they're too oppressive and you just don't play with them again. Sure. You just don't invite them back. Yeah. You just ghost them. You just ghost them or you bully them. These are fine ways to deal with people. We, we are really good role models. Yeah. I mean, I, I have two kids that I'm raising this way. They're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, do you want to talk about our decks? I mean, I'd rather just keep bashing Time Spiral Remastered, but sure, I suppose. I mean, we we should have just done a review set where we just didn't look up cards and just see how long we could talk about it. And just shat on it. Next set, we'll do that. We'll just, we'll just you know what, for Strixhaven, I'm going to stop looking at these things now, and I'm just we're just going to shit on it. I feel like if it's a new set, it's got to be like the next reprint set, the next draft set Magic produces. I think we should just shit on this new set and then see how many we just come up with. We'll just be like, and you know what else? That crazy ability they gave that creature. And then see if we ever guess any right. Anyway, this is a conversation for another time. Yeah, that seems like how we plan things over. <laughs> you guys are actually listening to our planning session for episode 64. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a mini episode. So, uh, draw, removal, ramp. Yeah, so what I did is I, I picked, I, I have some degree of decks together. Somewhere around 10. They vary. I picked six of them, so I didn't have to talk about all of them, and I don't even have to talk about all six of them, and I sort of just went through and found cards that uh, ramp, and by ramp, I did that it gets me more mana. Yeah. 
So I didn't count like um, Sylvan's uh, scrying or whatever it is. Should know that one. Where you just tutor up a land and put it in your hand. I didn't yeah. count that. Yeah. Or any white cards. Except Look, like <laughs> the I Accord. Okay. The Keeper of the Accord counted as ramp in my books. That's true. It does. It, uh, technically, I suppose it does. Same with like Night of White Orchid. They count as ramp ish. They count as long as someone's ahead of you. Yeah. They can get you another land in the play. So what I did is um, I I only broke down I think two of my decks completely, and then I sort of uh, put down some things about uh, two or three of my other decks that are kind of focused, and I'll talk sure. about them. Yeah. Um, so you can start, Evan. Why don't you introduce yeah. one of your decks? So so again, uh, that was the definition for ramp. Removal was just a card that could get rid of a card. Um, mm-hmm. Be it I was thinking of just doing like dedicated. But then it got too complicated because then you'd, I had like Meteor Golem and I was like, well, how do I not count Meteor Golem as removal? Like I'm not really playing it as a 3-3 body. I'm playing it to remove things. Um, in red, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it's in a red. <laughs> yeah. Look, you get desperate, okay? <laughs> um, and I counted like counter spells as removal. Yeah, that's legit. Um, because I, I considered that. Um, but like I don't count like Teferi's Protection that no. Uh, you oh. might, uh, depending on your deck, you might consider uh, Time Stop, because I know you played that recently. Yep. Uh, so the whole point is that it's it's vague on it. Uh, card draw is easy. It just doesn't draw you a card. Yeah. Um, what about Tutors? I counted Tutors as card draw. All right, perfect. But I also don't play a lot of Tutors. But I forgot to count things like Sylvan Scrying as a draw, which might explain one of my numbers here. All right, well, let's break down one of your decks, buddy. <laughs> Because I have uh, the first deck I did was my my lands deck, and the draw is really low, and I think it's because I didn't count any of those cards. Also, your general is a draw engine, anyway. Yeah, that was sort of my note. Was I only had two cards in the deck that draw cards? They're like Mika Koro, and I don't even remember what the other one is. And then my commander draws me a card. And who is and your commander? Because, so that people know. Yeah, the commander is uh, oh geez, the the kings, the four color kings, the trios. I don't know. Kairos and uh, something. Melita, no, of Melitas. Yeah, I've been calling them kings for four years. I do not know their name. Uh, their uh, their name is Kyneos and Tiro of Melitas. Sure, done. They are I the four color uh, two eight. Beginning of your end step, draw a card. Each player may put a land from their hand onto the battlefield, and then each opponent who didn't draw a card. Yeah, so it draws me a card every turn. Uh, helps me get lands out. So some of these numbers are a little off on that. And that's one thing I want to talk about is sort of uh, the baseline and then how you do it. But a- as we're talking here, I didn't I didn't add in all the like <clears throat> tutor for a land cards. I just did the ramp. So I had like seven ramp. So cards that allow me to get more out. Um, I only have three removal mm-hmm. uh, because apparently I don't play a lot of removal in the deck. Um, I had <laughs> two cards in my commander for draw. And four board wipes, uh, because I'm pretty sure what I do is basically just rely on the board wipes mostly. The removal is like Song of the Dryad and things like that. Okay. Um, and so it doesn't have a whole lot, but the reason for it is because it has like land shenanigans. So it basically relies on that more than anything else. Um, yeah. And because the commander allows everyone to draw cards, it sits back a little bit because so- people are like, that's fine. I'll let them go. I just want to say that those are far under the numbers of everything I run. <laughs> they are. This deck was like the lowest. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to point out that the ramp and card draw, the, the deck has 50 lands in it. So 
one, there's not a whole lot of slots for other things. And two, it doesn't quite need the same degree. I find that interesting. You said it doesn't have a lot of slots because you can pretty much run whatever you want. Your deck yeah. relies upon those utility lands. So you should have all of them. Yeah. And I, I think I need to go find some of the like draw lands and put them in the deck. The cycle um, lands. Uh, Get the, the ones that you can cycle. There's like the horizon canopy ones. I don't own any of them. Or just like, if you had, like the, the literal cards world, that say cycle on them. Well, yeah, but I'd like to have the lands out. No, I was thinking like, um, was it like not spires of uh, the arch? Arazka? Yeah. I don't have like that or like Gyre Reach, though that one's debatable on what it does. But I feel like looking at these numbers, I need to go look at more. Yeah. Um, because it's a little low there. And then I think the three removal is pretty sad. I probably need to look at that too. <laughs> That's a bit low. There's like a Royal Elemental that I didn't count as removal, but you know, there's other shenanigans in there. But um, there yeah. were like three cards that were like dedicated to only really just remove cards. Yeah, that blows my mind. But the um, board wipes are like non-land permanents, so I think the, I've been relying on those just to wipe everything and then just have more lands than everyone. That's the best way to play too, is to just continuously wipe the board. People love those decks. Um, yeah, 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 they do. Um, land destruction too. You should look at blowing up everyone's lands. People love that I too. I play Armageddon in my land deck. You're right. Just play a Avacyn. It's fine. Perfect. I don't know like <laughs> what we're even talking about here. Uh, or Boros term, dude. Come on. Um, my deck, my first deck that I chose was one of my sort of more, you know, medium range decks, I guess, for for draw, for all that stuff. And it was, uh, elves? it wasn't elves because elves uh, is a weird one too. Uh, I went with Vorinclex. Oh, right. I built, I, forgot about that. I, I built a new Vorinclex, the, the monstrous raider. I don't think I've played against it yet. You haven't. No, you've been. I just you've know been, that someone got annoyed because I supplied you with the old Vorinclex. You, everyone got annoyed with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole play group hated that. But uh, so, um, Vorinclex, for anyone who doesn't know, 6 6 uh, Trample Haste. Uh, when he he's a doubling season for for counters so whenever i put counters season. yeah and then it and then it halves everyone else's so it doubles my counters i put on things and then when i put counters on your stuff or you do it halves it as well so um the deck is your standard sort of green affair with a lot of focus on like plus one plus one counters so we went through it and because mono green doesn't have too too many options of removal i think i have five dedicated removal pieces um Sweet. yeah i mean it, now only two of them are focused on any permanent or most permanents and then the rest are sort of in your classic enchantment artifact removal. playing desert twister uh, that might be in there um <laughs> so so you know you have i have three or four pieces of i think i have five i think i have three pieces of artifact enchantment removal and then two the obviously the beast within and um and uh and desert twister Desert Twister is just in there Desert? for fun. Okay, because when you said two, I was like Beast Within, and the only thing I can think of is Desert Twister, so I'll just it's, pitch that it's, as his other Desert. one. It was Desert Twister. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then for ramp, of course, I mean, green, I think I have 11 pieces of ramp. Uh, yeah. I can't, I don't have the numbers on hand right now. They're downstairs. And then for draw, because it's also green, I think my number was 13 for draw okay. and draw effects. Now, these are all, of course, your green passive draw these aren't impulse draws or or like blue like draw three cards this is like um guardian projects uh, elemental bonds great yeah. henge those style where 
I do need to play other things to draw the cards. But, you know, it was Endicar Rising, things like that. And yeah, I think all, it was 13. Uh, because so, it turns out with green, you can just draw your entire deck if you feel like it. Like, easier than blue. You can just draw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things like uh, Rishdar's Expertise and stuff. If you have a big enough creature, it's like, oops. Yeah, oh my god. You can, you can, just, you can just draw everything. We're just discussing this. The question is, what is green not able to do anymore? Exile. And you said exile, and then it can exile artifacts and enchantments. With what? Uh, it was a splinter can do artifacts, and some like scour equity or something from conspiracy can exile a uh, an artifact or an enchantment. Oh, it's like a three drop sorcery. Um, Weird. So. Like, oh, on. Splinter. Yeah, that's one of the, the... I mean, God, if I ever saw someone drop Splinter in, <laughs> in Commander, though, the four-drop exile target artifact, it's the it's the Quash. Search library for all copies of it. Yeah, but like if someone had a Darksteel Forge out, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no one's running Splinter in response to Darksteel Forge deck. Sure. The point is, they could do it. <laughs> um, so like overall, in my other decks, my ramp is usually around 10, and I talk about this. Yeah. Um, my king's deck is just less because it has more lands and because there's a bunch of cards that just tutor up a land. I didn't really count that as ramp, though. Um, but my other decks are all like 10, 10. There's one with 14, apparently. Um, removal's all around 10, except... No, no, when I add in wipes, it's about 10 okay. or more, depending on the deck. I'll go through a couple. And my draw, some of them are around 10. Some of them are kind of sad um, because I think that's where I need to focus. Yeah, but uh, if I go through another one, um, I'll talk about uh, my Mogus deck. Okay, uh, which is the group hate one. It, it has ten yeah. ramp. Most of them are just, I think, all of them are just artifact rocks. But there's ten. Well, you're in you're in Rakdos. There's not much choice. I have three spot removal. Jesus, I have, man, that is what, that's the second Bedevil. deck you. That's the second on, deck you've been. Hold on, <laughs> I have Bedevil. I have uh, Terminate, and I have Wrecking Ball. Don't you have a Rakdos charm? I have. Uh, no, you don't, do you? No, I think that that's the no. card you didn't have in there. I think I have one, but I haven't put in the deck. Jesus Christ. Um, I have apparently three draw cards, which sounds about right because Mogus is stalling out like that. Um, and it doesn't play tutors, uh, but it has 14 board wipes. Yeah, that sounds about right. So... Three spot <laughs> removal in Rakdos seems like a crime. Yeah, it does. So the funny thing is, looking through this is like, oh, yeah. I really, uh, I really uh, shut up this. But then what was funny is I was playing uh, Mogus there with you on the weekend, and I couldn't draw a board wipe for the life of me, and it would have saved me the game. It was a weird game for you. Uh, you drew like, more spot removal that game than anything. did, but someone had that Nullstone Gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, you're, you're Rakdos, but I mean, and this is the thing. Here's the thing. Um, this is why I disagree with those those pushes for people to sort of normalize their decks with x number of this x number of that x number of that. Yeah. Your Rakdos deck, it works. I mean, it doesn't win as often, but it does what it's supposed to do, which is just piss everyone off to a degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know. And the same thing with your your King's deck wins quite a bit with three draw engines, two draw engines plus a general, almost yeah. no ramp and and board wipes. Like this is the thing like my so one of my other decks we'll flip to one of my extreme ones is a Sika. the prismatic bridge the the oath the oath oh. deck <laughs> sure that meme <laughs> so it's a meme that hasn't lost yet 
<laughs> it's true because you basically get to nine and then win the next turn. Yes. Uh, so the whole deck, for those of you who don't know, who don't live in Halifax and play with me, um, is Asika's cast as the bridge side only. And then there's two creatures in my deck. There's Progenitus and Grozoth. And Grozoth says, go get every nine drop in your deck and put it in your hand. So the deck yeah. runs all of the non-creature nine drops. And I just go and get them all and put them in my hand. And then I pitch all of the bad ones into my graveyard. And then I cast Mnemonic Delusion, whichever one I want. Normally it's expropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the deck runs, uh, I think, three draw triggers, maybe two. Yeah. It, it runs 19 ramp. Sure. Because you have to get nine. <laughs> yeah. And it like it's just ramp. And then it runs uh, about six board wipes and I think 12 removal pieces. Yeah, that sounds right because you don't. Because there's really only two creatures, so everything else yeah. is like copy spells, the eighteen nine drops that I have in the deck or something like that, and then just utility at that point, like Sylvan Library, I think's in there and stuff like that. So that's the other extreme where it's like you can build that deck goes well above the numbers for yeah. some of it, and it's still well, effectively hilarious. Well, that's the sort of the point is that, and I talk about this usually is that there's when people are like oh that's a staple and it's like well no like commander's too broad to have like a staple is like a card that shows up a lot not a card that has to be in a deck because there there really aren't cards that have to be in every deck there's ones that are pretty close but they're there's like four of them um and then it sort of depends and so like one reason for my Mogus numbers is I need board wipes because people come after me because they don't like taking damage every time they touch their library and every time they play a land and every time they, uh, you know, attack or whatever. Uh, so they try to take me out. So I need board wipes to slow them down. The one reason it doesn't play tutors or have a whole lot of draw is because I've always felt that if I tried to optimize the deck, um, it would just be so bad that I'd have to stop playing it. If I could tutor up exactly what I needed at any moment, the deck would probably go from like kind of annoying, but people can deal with it to like no one can deal with it and I shouldn't play this deck anymore. Well, I mean, the fact that the fact that I build an engine that sometimes screws me up or I can't fend off people means people can deal with me. I also think that you're probably giving Rakdos a little bit too much credit. Even with even if you ran all the tutors, it would just go to being an efficient deck. Yeah, like last game, well, all you could have done was wipe the board and waited another turn. Yeah, there was. I mean, it's I, I I there's there's a good and a bad to the tutor effects. Obviously, you don't run too many. I run probably too many. Um, <laughs> there's the argument for whether they should even be in Magic or whether they should, you know. Anyway, uh, it's it's a weird thing because tutors are only so strong for me, depending on the colors of your deck. Like, yeah. If a Rakdos deck is running a tutor, there's only so many options it's going for. Yeah, if and I if put I tutors in, I'd probably just be going to get wipe board wipes when I need. Yeah, them. yeah, and if I'm not running a deck that cares, like if I'm running my Grozoth Progenitus deck, you can board wipe every day. Like I don't care. Yes, ever. you know I'm probably sacking Progenitus at the beginning of my turn every turn anyhow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's a weird thing, right? Like I mean, it's it's always that weird sort of like and like again. Uh, you know, you have well under the charts on your King's deck. I have well over the charts in my Asika deck. They both function. They both do well. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a deck like Shabraz, 
the Azorius Shark, and it's all draw effects, very few of anything else, and it also does well. It's, it's you know, yeah. I think the argument that I, I'm trying to get to without actually getting to it is I think draw just draws just what you want. Draws where it's at. Like we could just call this episode draw. Yes. Etc. Like if you're gonna it, go overboard on anything in your deck, go overboard on draw. Yeah, and that seems to be uh, the thing. Um, and I feel like I'm a little under on draw sometimes because you want like the splashy cards and forget that if you have more draw effects, you're more likely to get them. So yeah. you need to pare down a couple of the splashy cards to make it more likely you'll get them. Yeah, I catch myself uh, on like in some of my decks. I've, there's been quite a few times where I've caught myself uh, sort of sitting there looking to cut a card. And then you have to kind of sit back and say, like, is the card I'm adding actually worth it or is it just flashy? Like, yeah, like Crater Hoof for me was a prime example of a card that, of course, it wins you the game and of course it does things. But then when I looked at like Ronus in my green deck, the new God Eternal Ronus, yeah, I was like, this is the way that the deck works. It's it's pretty equal in how it's going to function. Like a lot of these creatures have trample or get trample in other ways. I have some I have some redundancy with trample. Like, I don't know if I need to go get a $70 card when I can include this $5 <laughs> recurring card Yeah, that can do it over and over again, especially if I have a sacco that it's like, sack it, it's going to go through from the top, I'm going to do it next turn, maybe, if I'm in green and I'm drawing. Like, it's it's sometimes you have but, to look at the cards, like you said. The staple, you got to put it in your deck. Yeah, same as Sol Ring. Um, it's a weird sort of thing because like you said you, you catch yourself sometimes looking at the flashy cards and looking at the bombs and saying you know i need to have this in there and sometimes you miss the forest for the trees right you're just you're just sitting there staring at this pile yeah. of good stuff and now it's not a mogus deck now I, it's just the rakdos good stuff i find when you, you tend to clue it in when you're like when was the last time i cast this card <laughs> you're like, yeah Maybe this card isn't helpful or or when you know when i start cluing in is because we we do have like a sort of a tight-knit group of players even though there's 10 or 12 of us in non-COVID times, we play a lot. Yeah. And uh, I found myself doing that when people were like, like, especially one of our friends, uh, Harry, the one who defended vampires was, was like, he was calling my plays, you know, right. in my locust God deck. He's like, well, here's what's coming next. And it's like, because the deck just, you know, was built on that good stuff foundation that the same cards that are played in every one of those decks continually hit play. And they did the same things, and the outcome was always inevitable if it got going. Like, and that's when I sort of sat down and said, "Well, do I want to play this good stuff shit, or do I want to build a deck that more reflects my wants?" And that's where I started skewing my sort of draw versus ramp versus, you know, removal. Yeah. And in most cases, I run heavier removal and draw and less ramp. Uh, and whereas you seem to run just less of everything. <laughs> maybe um so another deck i have is uh my my dong's woe deck which i don't know quite what i've uh, okay part of it the numbers are off because uh, a lot of it is like impulse so i have like 14 ramp but that includes like chandra and Koth and like mana geyser and things that are a little bit more uh fragile i guess than rocks okay um so there's a bit of that in there. It has 14 removal, but it's mostly because there's ETB creatures that remove things. It has 10 draw because it has every like wheel effect and then a couple sort of impulse effects. And I have one board wipe and it's not a good board wipe. 
And I know that that's its problem, but the reason for it is because I try to like win on like mob rule and insurrection. So I kind of don't want to wipe the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really play wipes for that reason, but it's pretty high on it. But the reason for it is that the deck is basically just designed to sort of exploit. I always say that the deck doesn't really have much of a win con. It tries to like use insurrection or like fork for my commander to win. But sometimes that just doesn't work depending on who I'm playing. So the rest of the deck is just like removal stuff. Yeah. Uh, to hope that I wait for a moment where I can actually steal a win. Yeah, I, I it's and red it's... and it, I managed to hit all of them. Now I'm playing a Wheel of Fortune, which I don't think is fair to uh, to tell people to put in their deck. No, but I got it before they were stupidly expensive. Yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the trades I was trying to line up was a uh, heavily played wheel, which I believe is five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But you know, like Magus of the Wheels, cheap. Uh, the the Miracle ones, like fifteen bucks or something. Now, um, there's a dragon I super like that wheels for six if it's in your graveyard. But it's yeah. super good because if you well, have dragon mage, effects, if it hits someone, it wheels everyone, right? Like there's a like, there's a dragon that wheels. I, that one's not in there. I keep debating putting it in. Um, there's other uh, ones. There's like, Wheel of uh, Fate. Wheel, yeah, that one's like eight bucks. I have it in there, but it tends to never trigger because you have to wait for it <laughs> but um yeah the, the dragon's super good because uh you pitch it when you wheel another time and then it's just sitting there when you need it yeah uh, and then i realized that when i put underworld breach in the deck and there's that many wheels uh that's a problem well sure for everyone else you just cast wheel of fortune until you actually hit the card you need <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah i mean Mono red's a weird one though. Like talking about mono red and uh, talking about things like removal specifically. Yeah. Uh, mono red essentially has one universal removal card, and it's not even real removal because there's a chance they just get it right back. Uh, you missed. I played this deck, and I chaos warp someone's thing, and they tried to counter it, so I Tybalt trickeried their counter spell. Nice. I really needed the thing removed, and I was like, "We're just gonna spin this wheel and you know, screw that again." <laughs> How did it work? Uh, it worked out okay. I think they got one thing that was decent, and then and then like nothing. So we were okay. But I was a little yeah. worried that uh, they were just going to drop like two bombs on me. So my other deck that I, I did the measurements on was my Locust God deck, which right now I'm running sort of like a long-term experiment to see if I can play an Izzet deck with zero counter spells. Yes. So at the moment, it does all right. Uh, you do feel the miss. But because I'm not running as many counter spells, my removal is only at about five to seven. It's Locust what's your, God. What's your greed level at though? Oh, it's it's on the high end. <laughs> but you can, you know, you kind of you still skirt it like we've talked about it before. I think you brought it up mostly is the fact that you don't you never want to be the number one player at the table, you want to be the, the second best player at the table. Yeah, um, because the number one becomes arch enemy or so, beat up upon. Yeah, so the Locust God, unfortunately, when you're not running Counterspells and Izzet, you're at a disadvantage because you don't have your normal suite of removal and responses. So I'm relying upon bounce effects and like Venser and Time yeah. Stop and things like that that just sort of like fool around with every like a like wrong turn to give people other things, Portal Mage and Flicker Portal Mage. Like, 
I'm relying on all these weird sort of jank maneuvers to get around the fact that I can't actually stop your spells. Um, but because I can't stop your spells, I have this room for all this other stuff. And because I can't stop your spells, I felt maybe I should include some harder cards in there, some more powerful cards. Yeah. But it has the added displeasure of drawing heat on me when I have no way to stop that heat. <laughs> Yeah, so, we talk about that when you're like new to Commander is don't pick, you know, you shouldn't play Tegrid Tegr or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't because, make your first five or six decks the, the powerhouse decks. You're just like you'll Porphyros. Get crushed. Yeah. Because everyone will treat you like you're playing a powerhouse deck. And so that's your problem with Locust God. Everyone looks at Locust God and goes, oh man, this deck just like wins all of a sudden. And you're like, no, 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 I swear this one's useless. But then, unfortunately, you're in it, and because you're in it and you're in blue, you will randomly just powerhouse out and be like, no, it's not supposed to do that, guys. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, all of a sudden I have 50 locusts and, and shared animosity in hand. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to tell <laughs> you here. Um, but Which is fine if it's like turn like 13. It's not yeah. good if it's like turn six. <laughs> but it doesn't, you know, the, the thing about it is that, uh, is that, like I said, on the, on the removal end, and I have no board wipes. I have a Blasphemous Act and I believe a Rift. I think you have a rift because I was also going to say that our, our wipes are, are off here because on the weekend we played like five games and I think rift was the only board wipe that got played. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I played that, that same deck twice and my elf deck playing, doesn't have any. Someone was playing like an all creature deck and it was amazing that the creatures just stayed. <laughs> yeah. You were, it was against your Mogus. Yeah. And I and believe I my elves. Run. It was elves versus, versus he was playing, uh, Nilia, the the can't play non-creature spells. Mm. Rule one, yeah. And uh, and then our friend was playing Merfolk, which was also all creatures. Yeah. And so it was like three creature-based decks with elves, Merfolk, and that against your Mogus. Yeah, and and I could I was like, man, <laughs> I chose poorly. Here. Now my elf deck has very little removal, very little board wipes, and almost exclusively draw and ramp. But that's because it's a greedy elf deck. It's a very greedy elf deck. Infinite. As we will note, because you... What, I why went did you infinite. Do, I went infinite. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know that the combo did it. Brian just goes and he's like, oh, I'll use uh, wire, Wirewood, is it? Wirewood Lodge to untap that uh, oh. that Arbor... The, uh, yeah, the guy who can untap, untap two lands. This, which will untap two lands, which will... Uh, and you're like, oh, shit, I'll go infinite. <laughs> yeah, because I had the I had Golgari Rot Farm, which meant that every turn I floated a black. Like, every time I untapped both lands and retapped it, I floated a black. Yeah. Because he just tapped a guy to untap two lands. One of them was Wirewood, one of them was Golgari. So if anyone's wondering, Brian yeah. then just scooped up his cards and we just played without him. <laughs> I did. Actually, the player, or the new player, was actually confused as to why I scooped up. He was like, why don't you just keep going? I was like, no, that's our rule. We go infinite, we scoop out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, and it's, it's, I guess we're just on a roundabout way saying like, you don't have to stick to these numbers. They're good no, guidelines. So, so, you know, like 10 of each is probably like a good starting point, but use your brain on yeah. where they need to be. If your commander draws cards, you probably need less draw. If, yeah. if, if you, you play lots of creatures, you probably don't need too many board wipes. If, uh, you know, removal... That's probably a hard. You should have about ten. It's hard you should, to you should have as much life. removal as you can supply in your deck. But if it's different kinds of removal, if it's yeah. you know, you don't have to worry about having the single target creature removal. Like run a lot of removal. We'll never argue against that. But yeah. pardon me, but make it work in your deck. Yeah. Don't. Uh, yeah. 
figure don't, out like don't squeeze it in just to just to have it screws you up like my my Ghidorah deck um basically i try to run a little bit of spot removal to get rid of someone's flyer because it's a flying trample and i really just don't care about other creatures and then it runs like artifact and enchantment removal because my fear is someone will like never more me yeah and then i'll just be out of the game so or oubliette or something um so what like a terrifying card oubliette is i love that card <laughs> no uh so i have to choose it wisely but that's why those ones are in there um yeah because I looked at it and said, like, okay, my weakness is if you have a Rune Scar Demon out, um, I can't really swing at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feed in, <laughs> or, feed into your weaknesses. So if you're if you're in blue green, if you're in Simic, that's a bad that's a bad thing. If you're in, is it? Then sure. you don't really have to worry about where your card draw is going to come from because you have a myriad of options. Yeah. In both red and blue nowadays, you can go with the impulse draws, or you can go with like the the looting effects or you could just go with more traditional blue you don't have to you can take sort of the best of those pieces and just put them in but in blue red if you're looking for some hard removal pieces well you only have a certain few so don't rack your brain to include maybe lesser ones or throw in some sort of five drop garbage from mirage or something like that like you know what my Ghidorah deck i have like um like rapid hybridization because i don't care if you have a three three I need to kill your flyer. Yeah, Pongify and Rapid Hybridization, Chaos Warp, um, <laughs> you know, things like that. The, the other red ones, there's a couple other red ones that are avoiding me right now that I play in Zata. But there's, there's, you know, once you get that five or six in there, if you can't make it to 10, well, just put some blue bounce effects in or yeah. put put some sort of like, you know, Exaltal End of Turn effect or even like Curse of the Swine to get rid of one creature. Because oh. even casting Curse for one creature Oh yeah, that's kind of awesome. It's still effective if it gets rid of what, like in your deck, it would just get rid of whatever's in the way of your flyer. Like, yeah, and then um, it's like cool. Now it'll kill you. You don't have to, and that's another thing that I've always wanted to bring up, and I always forget in this show, is when you have an X spell in your hand, don't get greedy with it. Cast it when you need to. Yeah. If it's an X for two, but it wins you the game, it's just <laughs> as good as X for twenty. Like, sure. You don't need to, like, I see people hold on with finales and, like, sort of, like, exsanguinates and stuff. Like, how many times have you played against a black player who who held an exsanguinate for so long, and then when they're at four life, they're like, exsanguinate for 15. <laughs> it's like, we're still, you're still dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. nothing to the board. Like, you know, and the thing is, by that point, in, in most Magic games, if you're at a point where you're casting something for 10, 12, 13, you're not, if it's a life gain, you're going to lose that. There's enough out. That like yeah, gaining true. 50 life is probably not a big thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. If you've got 15 mana for Exagonite, then people have 15 mana to blow you out of the water. Now. Yeah, and you might be facing a green deck that has all of their land in play by that point. Like, and they yeah. you know just drop out a whole deck and just swing. Like, it's it's that's completely off of our topic. But don't. That's just Brian's tip of the day. Don't be afraid to use your X spells <laughs> for less than like the ex- like the highest number you can possibly get. Don't hold on to them. Exsanguinate's a bad decision. I don't run any deck anyway, but you know. What about Gary? Should you run Gary? I run Gary. Yeah. I don't I see why you wouldn't run Gary. Arena to a Gary recently, and I got annoyed because I thought I had the game, and he like top decked it. Gary's a Gary's a look. Gary's a shitty way to win because <laughs> it's it's essentially the only way every black recursion deck wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it's a legitimate win condition. I mean, it's just as bad. You know, you can argue just as much for someone running Cyclonic Rift. Or these days, like Teferi's Protection is running Gary. Do you recall that when I did my Underworld Breach, I, I read Garyed? 
Yeah, you did. I, yeah, yeah. I put but it in the deck, and then damage, I like I, I played it, and I was like, I don't even know what I can do. And then I was like, wait, I have a wheel in my graveyard. And then I think I hit like mana geyser, and then I was like, I still don't know what to do. And then I hit um, what uh, the the fanatic of Mogus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh no, wait, I can just cast this and like copy it a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, because I had stopped you. I forget what I had done, but I had stopped you from being able to do anything to me. Yeah, I can't remember, but it I was like, oh, exactly. there's actually a way to win in this. Yeah. Um, it's the red Gary, essentially, which is way worse than Gary. Because yes. It's a red card. It's a red card that counts red devotion. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind cards like that. Like it's always, it's always, of course, boring to lose to the same card over and over again when a play group, yes. but that's more of a personal thing and people have to just decide what they're going to do about that. But yeah. uh, Gary's so, a legitimate wink on Kakusho's a legitimate wink on deal with it. So, so the wrap up here, I think is uh, aim for about 10, but think it through. There's different reasons to have it. And what I've discovered, besides the fact that I have decks that don't draw too much, uh, you can actually do this in any color. Um, white's a little harder, but uh, the new Mangara draws a ton of cards. Uh, Mind's Eye, I put Mind's Eye in my white deck, and man. It's great. That thing, that, Mind's Eye puts that, in work in every deck, man. Yeah, will... you're like, well, I don't have anything to spend this man on except drawing when you do. <laughs> I will. I never shit on someone dropping a Mind's Eye, man. That that thing, that that's a, that's yeah. a beast. So... Like, there's not really an excuse. Like, there's all this, like, oh, blue has tons. It does, but the other colors do. Green has seen number to the point like, where, like, harmonize. Like, everyone plays harmonize, and, like, I think it's, like, the worst green draw card. I don't see why you would ever run harmonize nowadays. Harmonize, so it, bad. drawing just three cards, that's just yeah. not efficient for green anymore. For four? No. For the same God, cost, no. you could put Guardian Project down and draw maybe ten cards off of that yeah, thing over the, the course of the game. Peace like, Whisper, uh, you know. <laughs> for two more mana, bond. you can draw we'll the other ones. Uh, the, what is it? Primordial Sage. You can put that in there for yep. two more mana. You draw every time the the other one, the Soul of the Harvest. Yep. Yeah. There's so yep. many effects that just beat Harmonize for me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna do some random commander. Well, I know. Of course, I didn't boot up the. Uh, so, the in like like Evan said, in closing, ten's a good number. Don't get stuck on it. No. But don't drop down below like four. Like you want You've got like a crazy justification, like my commander's Caravac and it's its own removal suite. Yeah, yeah, and even then, run it anyway. You should just run all the removal and just be a bad person. Yeah. No. My Caravac <laughs> deck was just terrible. Oh yeah. All right, I have it open, so I'm going to randomize this one. Sure, hit me up. Random what commander you... for Evan is well, it's for you because I can't read it. Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk about mine anyway. Make... We always do. Yeah, we always do. Uh, Urtai the corrupted. The hell is that? Well, that was an interesting one. <laughs> uh, he is a three four uh, Esper, two white, blue, black wizard legend. Tap a blue, tap him, sacrifice a creature enchantment, counter target spell. Oh, yeah. So the original Urtai is actually from Time Spiral block, I believe. No, no, he wasn't. No. Urtai was from Urza, I believe. What was the original one from? No, he was. He was was from Tempest block. He was from Exodus. The original one was Mono Blue, counters a spell by tapping him. This guy, you have to sack something, pay less, though, uh, and counter a spell. So uh, I've always wanted to build these guys. One of them, either Urtai yeah. or Urtai the Corrupted. Yeah, uh, Urtai 
the original one was always one of my favorite cards in Exodus. Oh, he's the one that he counts as a wizard because for some reason Magic couldn't figure out that. You could just put it as a name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Earth of the Corrupted actually, you know, he's just, he's just in my mind, better. He's a sack outlet. He counters spells. Uh, he's just great. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, for five, he's a three, four sack creature enchantment counter target spell. For hate, I think this guy would suffer a fair bit of hate. You're in some pretty good colors. Uh, for removal, you're in some pretty oh, good yeah. colors for draw. And he is literally just a walking, I'm going to counter your best thing. Yeah, when he's untapped, uh, like there's so many things that you want to sacrifice that like this isn't even like a downside. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. Like, like You're like, I have, you know, Kakusho out. And you're like, cool. So you want to sacrifice Kakusho and counter my spell at the same time. Yeah, Lovely. there's there's so many double whammies here that you could you could go with with this guy where you you want them even solemn simulacrum like oh yeah you know, things like that where it's just like it's just gonna be a little poke but I'm stopping you from doing something too. Like this yeah. guy is in, insane in my book. He you would have every right to kill someone who drops this out. Um so for hate I feel he's at the two, two and a half, maybe even three mark. Um, if the deck's yeah, built right, I've never right. seen him as a general, unfortunately, which is a shame. But I feel that that's because a lot of players, I think, are a lot of a lot of uh, veteran players are kind of scared or don't want to run something like this that has less payoff because he doesn't have a game-winning effect with him. No, and that's sort of the thing. So uh, he's your you know, commander. You look at the commanders that are super popular, and they're all like, "I could see how you win with that." Yeah, this guy doesn't actually have his own wing con. All he does is stop players efficiently. Yeah. Um. Now with that sack outlet, maybe you could do something with untapping him multiple times. You're in blue, and maybe running some sort of uh, aristocrat suite, and just countering everything and like and making them lose life. I don't know. That's probably how I'd bend him because I'm a big fan of of uh, the aristocrat token suite. But um. So for hate, I think he's pretty high. Uh, politics. This guy could be really good. Um. This guy definitely would control any sort of element of board wipe. Yeah, you could if you're. I don't like the idea of favors and stuff, but you know, you could counter and save someone and be like, "You owe me." Now they shouldn't owe you because you're playing Esper and it's a bad trade. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, he uh, but you can certainly politic this down where it's like, "Do you want that card around? I can get rid of that card if you want. Like it's on the stack right now. If you want it gone, you know." Um, so I think he's a pretty high politic, 1.5 to 2, I'd say. I'd give him in that range. Probably yeah. lean more towards 2, actually. I like this uh, looking up cards and Mystic Remora's on it, which is kind of cool, because then you could be like, well, I wasn't going to pay it anyway, so I'll just sack it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, yeah, that's true. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is awesome. And then, of course, on the fun scale, I think this guy would actually be pretty fun simply yeah, for the you, politics side of it like i think you, you could would, definitely usually we'd say he's too oppressive but um he's so i mean it's only once again without could, untapping effects yeah if you could untap him then people will hate you but uh, but i mean there's freed from the real there's things like that where you can just like go berserk with untapping him right yeah people mind over matter people would have to come at you pretty hard though yeah, you you like, you'd die. This deck this deck would need a lot of tuning, I think, and you need to do it. You need to build it pretty fine. Well, you'd have to be really smart with your counter spells because people are going to try to tempt you into into tapping. Yeah. So, like, the first thing anyone should do 
is try to kill your commander. Yeah, your removal should be constant. Like, and just then they push go, removal. I'll counter that. Then you're like, cool, now board wipe everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so or, I mean... Okay, now, now that you've wasted it, Torment of Hellfire. Or like the card I really want, like Panormonicon's about to hit the table, you know, like... Yeah. Something that's yeah. about to trigger you to win. But the other side is that, you know, this guy is always... And the next player in line is always going to hate their life sitting next to this guy. Oh, that, that's the old one of uh, whoever's to the... Uh, to next, the left. Like the yeah. left of the blue player is the one who gets countered because the blue player always goes, well, I left up the mana, so I don't want to just not use it. So yeah, and I mean, if you play the first big threat, they're going to counter it, right? Like, even if, <laughs> you know, you know, but then, then then you're holding up all your threats. But uh, he's yeah. uh, he's pretty funny. Someday, I think I will get around to building this guy. I have an, I have a, an Esper deck right now that I'm having a lot of fun with, Alayla, but I feel her time might be coming to an end shortly. Um, well, I think that would be an interesting one to see. I think it'd be fun. Uh, do you have yours up, or do you want me to push it right now? I just hit the button. I okay. got, oh, have we already gotten this guy before? Who? I got Arvad the Cursed. I, I we've talked about him because I built him. We talked about it, but I can't remember if it's just because you made Arvad the worst as we dumped it. Yes, that's his new name. We might as well talk about him now. Sure. Things if we already got maybe. him, then whatever. He's uh he's three um and white black for a three three death touch lifelink, which sounds pretty good. He's a vampire knight as well. He is a vampire knight. Um I guess five for a three three is pretty bad, but you know, if he was three, he'd be awesome. Uh, other other importantly, legendary creatures you control get plus two plus two. That's it. That's the card. That's it. If <laughs> you know what, if he was a five five and other legendary creatures you control got death touch lifelink, way better. Card. Oh my god, yes. I mean, he would be. But he he's would a, be played. He's one of the uncommon commanders from um, from uh, Dominaria. Uh, Dominaria. Yeah. So this guy here again. Do you know, I do you know about build... uh, do you know about popper commander? Just to get off track here. Uh, where you use only commons. So, so there's yeah, but I guess the rule was that because there's so all the commanders are like rare, you can use any creature, yes, as your yeah. commander, yeah. But I guess there's like a splinter now because there's so many since like commander legends, there's now so many uncommon ones. The rule to play anything seems like you don't need it anymore, yeah. And you could just say play an uncommon one, but people want to play anything, <laughs> it's because people are <laughs> terrible people, um. Arvad the worst. Uh, I did build him as legend tribal. He he actually turned into vampire legend tribal. Uh, pretty much. That's I like, think I ran like the only way to play him. I think I ran like nineteen or twenty legendary vampires in his colors. The problem with yeah. him was that I always just wished I was running uh, the other guy, the 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 uh, I have no idea. Mardu, the Mardu one. Oh, Edric. Yeah, uh, yeah. You just you just wish you were running not, uh, not Edric. Edric, no. no um, Edgar Markov. Edgar, yeah, yeah. You just wish you were running him. Like every time I play him, I was like, this guy would be way better if he was Edric. Like his power just sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, because the problem is you're like, cool, I'll play uh, Lisa, Shroud of Dusk. But like making it a 7 7, like, is that better than not just having that as your commander? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Lisa, doesn't Lisa just work better as a commander anyway? Or like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would drop like Vona the butcher like as one of them like who i also built um yeah. the four four vigilance lifelink that you can pay seven life and kill something and, you know and yeah. now she's a six six and i'm like well geez that's great but that's all this guy does yeah like yeah um so, he's also in orzov orzov's good orzov's fine except when you want to ramp orzov never feels too much like uh a tribal color 
No. Um, unless you're playing like Shadowborn Apostles. Vampires. <laughs> like, you can go pretty vampire y with or- Orzov. Yeah, but you'd play Edgar, so you can too. Again, yes, yeah, so you just wish you were playing Edgar. That is true, yeah. Uh, um, so that's his problem is it, he like seems good, but then he realized that like none of the legendary synergize. No. Who cares if they get plus two, plus two? You can play <laughs> the fun. Problem. You can play fun cards that are like you know only care about legendary stuff. There's a couple, but like now, if I were to build it today, to it. I would run Elish Norn in it, and then all of your creatures get plus four, plus four, and that all would be pretty of their good. creatures would get minus two, minus two, which seems like a better move. But anyway, yes. uh, for hate. Oh geez, um, like none. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I go with one. The most, the most you'll do is annoy people. Because you'll play Campbell and he'll be a four four, so he can't be bolted. But like, like who cares? I still feel like he. I mean, anytime you, if you build him vampire travel, vampires are always dangerous. Like at the end of the day, yeah. But legendary vampires is definitely worse than vampires. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But they're still like, dangerous. Like I it's mean, like dra- a million times slower because you're now playing all the big ones. Drana hits play. You know, like that's a danger. Uh, the new Sengir is a straight beast, but true, yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, but I would put his hate at so, one. Like I wouldn't put one, it at zero. Yeah. He's not mono red. Come on. Uh, politics. Um, <laughs> that that's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like nothing. He's trying to play aggro with a slow deck. Yeah, with, a, with a slow deck with not even really an aggro. Like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Like plus two, plus two is almost nothing. No, and um, and then uh, and then uh, fun. If he was other creatures you could get plus two plus two, he'd be really good. Again, the fact that it's it only be. legendaries is yeah. what makes him so bad. Yeah, it's he's um, he's trash. Uh, and then fun. They should make him like a five color. Look, I don't want to hear any more of your. your <laughs> just tell me how fun he's gonna be. Uh, fun. I don't. I don't. I don't think so because I think you'll get aggravated that he doesn't work. <laughs> that he doesn't do anything. That was how I built them. Like I said, I built them. He was called Arvad the worst. I knew the deck was bad. Still couldn't play it. It was that bad. Like it's just a bad time. Yeah, he he doesn't. He he looks like he synergizes, but all you'll do is play cards that you'll be like, you know what? If this was my commander, this deck would be better. <laughs> Almost every creature you play in it would be like, I wish this was my commander. <laughs> yeah, I'll play Veto. Maybe you uh, should have just played Veto. Now that was a good deck that I built. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a that was a disappointing ending to a random commander. I have to say, <laughs> just like the deck, it was just, just like Arvad the worst comes out as the worst again. Thanks for joining us for episode sixty four of EDH yeah. Wrecked. Uh, we'll be back we'll be- in about. Oh, wait, I guess we'll be back in about two weeks, but you can find us on our Facebook. Yes. Uh, EDH Wrecked, uh, our website, edhwrecked.com. I posted about Burn and my thoughts about how to build those decks. I'm actually writing it. an article right now that I will send oh. over to Evan to post. Uh, so, yeah, because yeah, uh, I have to like edit my own articles, and I'm really bad at that, so it's probably riddled with typos. And then Brian sends it to me and makes me do it. I mine had so like one typo. You, need to calm down. you just need to put pictures in it. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the body of it. You need to fill the rest of that in. Uh, I was can... listening to something where they were the the podcasters were talking about like all the other people who work on their show and it's like stuff and it's like wait you can get other people to do that crap. <laughs> oh man, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts and I'm like wait 
you guys have like a staff. Yeah. Uh, They're like, uh, this person's in charge of making sure there's blurbs. It's like, what? You could just hire someone to write your blurbs. <laughs> <laughs> The uh the if you if you want to help us hire staff, feel free to go to Patreon uh, slash EDHrect, where you yeah. can support us in any way, shape, or form you wish. Even a, a firm handshake and a thank you will do. No um, handshakes are banned. Look, right now they are elbow in the future. Elbow bumps. Oh, elbow bumps. That's right. Uh, virtual high fives. Um, yeah. yeah, and you can find us on Twitter where I respond randomly and sometimes post aggressive comments. Because Evan's been banned from Twitter for not having the password, so I have full control. I have to just go and reset the password, except for the fact that I think it goes to your email. It does. And you so I'm probably I'm, just not tell me the password. I'm never going to let that. you back on there, so I can continue to dominate. I have to just my fire every memes. episode of like I'm going to go find out where you sent me the password, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> so it's probably in Twitter, our texts. Go on Twitter and complain about Evan because he can't respond. Evan, look, we already did this with the contest. Twitter came out strong for Brian. Twitter was strong on the Brian side. Came out strong for Greg until we put an end to that. That's true. We had to stop that one. Nib that (laughs) one in the butt. Uh, But thanks for coming out, everyone, and enjoy your evening. Enjoy Time Spiral Remastered. (laughs) Don't. Or stop them from ever doing this again. (laughs) Have a good night. See ya.